Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into Scout's Eye on College Football on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Great to be with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Also with the Big Game College Football Streaming Network. Uh, as we recap week eight in college football and we're starting to kind of round into shape, folks. We're heading into November coming up very shortly, and we know a little bit more each week, at least I do, in studying the tape of these teams, kind of where we are. And we've got a lot to get to because there is obviously some some bye weeks, the bye weeks, open dates. So we've got certainly that's the case with Georgia, Ohio State with a win over uh, Iowa, Tennessee with a with a mini bye, if you will, against UT Martin. What I'm noticing as we're breaking down, as I'm breaking down these teams, is everyone's flawed. We we don't have that maybe like we thought or I thought at the beginning of the year, maybe a potentially a great team. We don't have one. Um, Georgia's not without some of their issues. Ohio State, I want to see them play against better competition. I think they're really well-rounded. I think Tennessee is the flavor of the month, and they're good. I want to see them against Georgia. I'm not going to overreact to them. I like this Michigan team. But I, I do think, you know, certain teams, and Ohio State being one of them, that be might be quite the challenge. Clemson benches their quarterback, uh, still wins. Don't see anybody's going to beat them in the ACC. But I don't see them as a national championship caliber team. Alabama's got some issues right now on the offensive line. I still think they've got a great chance to win the West and probably will win the West, and then we'll see what happens in the SEC championship game. you got a TCU team that's a really good offense, that plays a really good schedule. Do I think they're going to run the table? I do not. I thought the chances of Kansas State getting them were pretty good in Fort Worth, and maybe with the Adrian Martin, a healthy Adrian Martinez, that might have been the case. Heck, Oregon's playing very well now, beating UCLA. I don't see my takeaways right now as it relates to the playoffs. I don't see a Pac-12 team. I don't see a Big Ten team uh, um, or a Big 12 team or an, a Pac-12 team making the playoffs. I don't think TCU is going to run the table. I think Clemson. While they don't look like, in my view, a national championship caliber team, I think clearly an unbeaten Clemson, and I don't see anybody beating them on the schedule or in the conference championship game, I think they're going to get in. Whether they're one of the four best is debatable, but an unbeaten Clemson will likely get in. Um, 
I, I think that Georgia is good. They're not as good as last year's team. That's no surprise. But they're still pretty good. I think Ohio State looks like as good of a team as there is, but I don't think they're great. So this is going to be quite interesting the rest of the way, how it's going to play out. A Kind of a recap of what I saw in watching the games this week. I did see an Ohio State team beat a – outmanned Iowa team that the fact that they have no offense is beyond uh, embarrassing at this point. They have nothing on offense. They are not contributing in any way, shape, or form to this team. And defensively, they're scoring more points than the offense is. It's really something. Now, I was impressed by what Syracuse was able to do against Clemson, but I was equally as disappointed from Clemson's performance. Tennessee didn't get challenged. Uh, Miami is an absolute disaster, continues to be there. Um, I'm not so sure that Tulane is, along with Cincinnati, if they're not the best G5 team in the country. Uh, Remember, they got the win over uh, Kansas State this year. Um, In the second window, it was really surprised with the ease of which Oregon was able to beat UCLA. I thought they would win at home, but the fact that they dominated this UCLA team that's played very well, it's again, another sign that this is not a 12 game season. It is a 12, one week season. It's how much you get better. Um, and, and Oregon has gotten a whole lot better yet. I don't think that they're an elite team. They're still in the race. Yes. But, don't know that they're going to be one of the four. I don't think they will be. Texas, um, there again, uh, you, you, you think that maybe they're starting to turn the corner, and I thought the offense took a step back this past week. Um, Oklahoma State doing a really nice job getting that win at home after blowing the game against TCU, in which they had a big lead there. Uh, interesting matchup. Uh, Purdue can't beat Wisconsin. I get get asked that a bunch. What's the difference? That why is it? I tell you why. Well, in the past, it's been about Wisconsin's ability to run the football, and Purdue can defend the run pretty well. But here's the problem: Purdue is one dimensional, and they're not a um, they're a team that works their layered passing attack. They work crossers and the short passing game, and and that really. They don't get chunk plays against Wisconsin. Wisconsin sits in their two-deep shell. Um, they break on the ball well and, and, and doesn't fit Purdue. So that continues to be a problem, and, and that certainly enhances a uh, big win for, um, you know, a, a young coach that's basically in a position to win – the job and get the job in the full-time Jim Leonard is a really good young coach. I think this is the type of win that maybe puts him in a position to keep that job full-term. Impressed what I'm watching with LSU and their coaching staff, how they're able to make systematic adjustments. Listen, their coaching staff, their coaching game day adjustments, one of the Mississippi State and Ole Miss games. Now, they're, they're playing a whole lot better on a different level offensively right now. Florida game and the Ole Miss game, they attack both defenses, which both are limited, no doubt. 
but Jaden Daniels is playing with confidence. In the early part of the season, he was running to run. Now he's running to escape and make plays in the passing game as well as running in when he needs to. And it's a tough attack to defend because they're running the football well. Uh, it's making things on the offensive line a little bit more manageable. And their receivers, which are very talented, are starting to make big-time plays. Look, this defense has playmakers up front. I mean, they can get after the quarterback. And they, I thought, made some really good adjustments, reducing their front and taking away the outside run game with setting the edge better and clogging up the middle with a reduced front. You take away Ole Miss's run game, most people, including I, don't think they can consistently make enough plays in the passing game to beat you. And playing from behind, it's going to be difficult for this Ole Miss team. I think that there's more losses coming uh, by way for Ole Miss here, uh, here against, um, well, you know, certainly against Alabama. I don't like that matchup for the Rebs. I do think they can beat A&M. Uh, and, you know, Arkansas, Mississippi, Mississippi State are winners, uh, winnable games. But I think 10-2 and two looks um, looks uh, probable for them, considering the weakness of their schedule. But this Ole Miss team this got hammered by LSU. Uh, no question about it. Brian Kelly's doing a fantastic job. Alabama, Mississippi State, um, there is no mystery as to why Alabama, under Nick Saban, has such a huge advantage against Mike Leach. Alabama is a pattern match team, which means that their coverage is they play zone coverage, but they match patterns and man looks with inside that zone. To, to have success, the teams that Mike Leach has success with, against, it is teams that run straight man or straight zone. Well, that pattern match is not what they do. Um, uh, they do well against. It allowed Alabama to jump the ball. That's the reason why they, they broke on so many balls underneath and they defended so many plays. And, and Mississippi State doesn't have any answer to that. They're not what I would call a well-coached team in terms of making adjustments. Mike Leach doesn't make adjustments. Doesn't know how to do it. Doesn't understand protections. Um, it's, you know, in his eyes, every play has got an open guy because he's got a beautifully designed system. Never mind that the open guy is the fifth read on the other side of the field and you don't have anybody to protect up front. It's never his fault because it's never about what he can do better. Well, uh, that stubbornness, yes, it's stubbornness, but stubbornness is born out of the fact when you don't know any other way to do it than Woody does it. And that's why it's a bad matchup. I didn't think Alabama played well offensively. In fact, I thought they played very poorly up front in the offensive line. Read the football for like 30 yards. They got to play a lot better against LSU out the bye week. Both LSU and Alabama have the bye week this week. Um, but, you know, that's kind of my takeaway from that game. Minnesota-Penn State. Penn State, the winning is a favorite, particularly at home. They're in good shape. Big games, not so much. Minnesota does not have enough of a passing game. Struggled with Penn State speed. It was uh, it was an ugly look for them um, in that matchup. 
Kansas State, TCU, a lot of credit to TCU. They're playing very well. The quarterback is outstanding. Um, Max Duggan is, is really good running the football. It's dangerous. Got so many weapons. Got really good receivers that are mismatched guys. Very impressive performance. The Kansas State has no passing attack. And without Adrian Martinez as a runner and creating an extra gap, I thought playing that type of a matchup would be real intriguing to see the dichotomy of styles, but it never really got to that. Or it, it got away from that because of the injury to Adrian Martinez. And obviously Kansas State trying to throw the football just led to more mistakes and turnovers that were pivotal. Texas A&M, South Carolina, uh, what to make of it? That's another case of they don't do a really good job Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Of making adjustments. So just talk about how talented this A&M team is. Well, it is in some areas. Their defensive line's very good. They've got some some young defensive players that I think are going to be really outstanding as we head into future years. But this offense, I don't know why there's so much surprise. I get why they're surprised because they were ranked six. Well, we don't know who's really good. And if you looked at AM at the beginning of the year, question marks at quarterback, question marks on the offensive line. What playmakers are going to develop? Well, look, let's just call it what it is. They have some players that can play, but they've not been developed well on offense. They're one of the worst coach teams from a receiver coaching standpoint in the country. Um, they don't really run precise routes. They don't get open consistently. And the quarterback's late seeing it. Um, it's And then you've got an offensive line that's, that's quite frankly, not very good to – where AM expects to be. It's not a mystery where they are. It's to me very obvious where the problems are, why they continue, and why they will likely continue. AM has got um, Ole Miss next, which is not a good matchup. Florida, which is going to be very competitive. Auburn at the, on the road, maybe more competitive than you'd like to think, but should win that one. UMass, which is a win at College Station. And then they got LSU at College Station, which right now does not look like a really good matchup. So you're dealing with one, two more losses for certain, with a third, you know, very possible. Um, and, and a fourth loss that's not out of the question. you got real problems when you've got A&M not even being bowl eligible. That's not a talent issue. That's a 
they don't have talent at certain spots and they've not developed and utilized the talent that they do have there. This is, you know, you look at what Jimbo Fisher is not doing at AM, and you look at what Brian Kelly and his staff is doing at LSU, you know, that's not the offense that Brian Kelly wants to run. But look at how he's modified, and he's gotten Jaden Daniels to play better. And Mike Denbrock as well has done a great job with them. But that that staff has been really good. They've got really good playmakers at receiver. So that helps. And them doesn't have that. Um, you've got a really good young tight end that's starting to make a, a ton of plays. A defense that's really good. And m has got some plays on that side of the ball. But that is the difference there is, um, you know, coaching. And they don't have all the pieces together there at LSU. And they he inherited a bad culture problem. Guys that didn't know how to work, didn't know how to practice, didn't know how to meet, didn't know how to study. All those things he is fixing, things that probably cost him the game against Florida State because of how they poorly prepared and didn't do things well. You go back and do it over with 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 more experience and work under Brian Kelly, no doubt they beat Florida State, and they probably make the Tennessee game much more competitive. still think it's going to be tough for LSU to beat uh, Alabama, but I can tell you the defensive line of LSU is going to challenge that tied offensive line so just some some thoughts about where things are uh if you're looking at it what did we learn from the week miami it's going to take a long time to get things going um bo nicks remember we talked and made that people made fun of that kid but bo nicks is not the problem bo nicks has talent bo nicks was not developed very well in the early stages in his auburn career the the changes and the all that, he needed a fresh start. Unfortunately for him, where he wanted to go, the program that he grew up and loved, they didn't have the stability or the coaching to develop his skills, and he had to leave, unfortunately for him. Um, he's doing very well. They're doing a better job developing as a passer. Um, you know, uh, the – this Oregon team is protecting them very well. They're running the football well. Um, the, the, but there's no question. I mean, he was 22 for 28, five touchdowns. Uh, he had 51 yards rushing. He has 17 passing touchdowns this year, more than in any he's had in his three seasons at Auburn. That's a byproduct of they know how to utilize him better. And, and how did they know it? How did Dan Landing know? He recruited the guy. I mean, you know, they, they played against him. You know, they knew what talent he had. They developed him. Coaching matters, folks. It matters a lot. Okay. Um, this Oregon team has had a turnaround, as I mentioned. They were dismissed 49-3 against Georgia. Hey, that game happened. It mattered. It counts. But it doesn't define you. And I know this, that I don't know that they would beat Georgia again. Uh, or beat Georgia if they played them again, but I think they would play a lot better game, and and uh, we'll we'll see. Look, there's there's some talent on that Oregon roster, but Dan Lanning, much like Brian Kelly, the longer he's been with that program through the course of this year, you're seeing them get better and better. So kudos to them. Uh, negatives, I, I would go with Texas and how. Um, they they took a step back on offense. That that was a real problem. You got a lead 
you know, you've got a lead. You've got a two-touchdown lead. Got to be able to run the football, man. You got to be able to close that game out. Can't, blew a 14-point lead. They're six blown second-half lead in Big 12 play under Sarkeesian and only 14 opportunities. Okay, six out of 14 is not closing it done. It happened against Bama. I know it's Bama. It happened against Texas Tech. It happened against Oklahoma State. Look, you've got a 14-point lead. That tells you what you can do. Now you got to finish it. You, sometimes you got to be really smart, and it's not just play calling either. It's play execution in that moment. Texas is getting better. They are getting better. They look better on tape. But the wins are not coming because they're not able to finish some of these games. They've competed against really good teams. But if you can't finish games, it's a problem. Sark is one in six in road games as Texas head coach. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and play the what-if game. Well, they could be 8-0. and Well, they could be. They could. They're not. They couldn't finish. That matters. It's a 60-minute uh, game. They're five and three. They just lost a game that keep that basically takes them out of the Big, big Twelve championship race. Uh, Ewers, Vineyards uh, did not play well. So let's just see again. I think Texas is the byproduct of always being overhyped. Texas can't win a game without the outside football community saying they're back. Look out. Give me a break. Just cool it down. Get better. You know, you can make strides, but part of growing as a team is being able to finishing things out. Um, another positive, again, I talked about LSU. Really good performance. I'm excited about November 5th game. Um, Alabama as well, both coming off a of bye week. Very curious to see how these teams progress in the bye week. Um, you know, um, we'll kind of see how this is going to establish in the run. Jaden Daniels playing well. Jaden Daniels combined for 762 total yards and 11 touchdowns the last two weeks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let me let that sit in. Jaden Daniels has combined running and throwing 762 yards and 11 touchdowns in two weeks. That's pretty good. And, you know, that, that there's... Absolutely a lot of uh, hope there to maybe see if they can't um, get something done. The, the Florida State game is the one that's the outlier. They've basically gotten better and better and have handled their, their business the most of the way, except for the sloppy performance against Tennessee, and we know what Tennessee is. Uh, Iowa's offense, I've got to go back to that. There's uh, 52, 54-10 loss to Iowa, Ohio State. Um, you know, um, seven games, I was more turnovers, 12, than offensive touchdowns. They're averaging 3.89 yards a play. 
That's the worst clip by any Power 5 team since 2014. Okay, folks, that's the worst yards per play average by a Power 5 team in six years. Not just the worst this year. It's stubborn. It's ineffective. They lack personnel. They want to be run-focused, play-action-heavy. They don't have the offensive line that they've had most of the years. You've got a immobile quarterback. One of the things that surprises me, well, doesn't surprise me because I know what they're doing or trying to do. But I would be a perfect place. I would be a perfect place for a running quarterback. Why not run the football? You want to run the football, well, then run it with a quarterback. If you got a quarterback that can't throw it and an offensive line that can't pass protect, just have a quarterback that can run it. You would open things up a little bit more and allow them to be competitive. Um, you know, um, it, it's a problem when you have, and Kurt is as easy going a guy and as great a guy as one of my favorite people, best friends in football. But, you know, getting that type of power with the huge money and the huge contract, he could put his son Brian in the position as offensive coordinator, clearly unqualified for the job, and he's not going to get fired. And, you know, it's it's not going to – it's not the type of place that they're going to, after 24 years, going to fire Kurt Ferentz. So what we're going to see is – either an improvement in personnel that's going to allow them to get a little bit better, or this is going to continue to erode. And we're going to look at the stretch run of Kurt Ferentz in a very negative way. Uh, I want to give some kudos to South Carolina. I've been hard on this coaching staff. Still don't think they're the, the best coach team I've seen, but they play hard. And I know A&M's not good. We've kind of gone over some of the problems there, but they're winning games, and, and I want to give them credit for that. It's it's not pretty when I watch South Carolina. Quarterback there is not developed at all. They're not very good. Um, there, there's I think the defensive line has some talent. Look, they're five and two, and again, you just you are what your record says you are. I, I, I'm not going to dispute that. When I look at this South Carolina team on film, I think not very good. Arkansas, Georgia, they get hammered. Charlotte's not good. South Carolina State's not good. Kentucky without Will Levis, they got a win in, in an AM team. Now they got a Missouri and a Vanderbilt. But those are very winnable games. And I still don't think South Carolina is all that good, but the record's going to be good. At Florida, they've got a chance. They'll get hammered by Tennessee and Clemson the end of the year. And that's going to kind of bring them back to the pack. But Look, they're six and two in games decided by ten points or fewer. Now, some of those games are teams that they're more talented than because the schedule's pretty weak. They're going to go bowling, and that's positive. I will give credit where credit is due. I do not, however, think South Carolina is on the way to building some sort of a great program under Shane Beamer. I don't. I, I don't think they're going to be a player of you know competing in the East. I think they can compete with Florida this year because it's a rebuilding year. I don't think they're going to compete with Florida on a regular basis. They have, they're far away, light years away from Georgia. They're not going to beat Tennessee this year or most years. 
Um, and I don't think they're trending towards doing that. I think that Vanderbilt's a bad program. I, I think that of the two, I think that that chains off to, you know, more consistency than, than Missouri, uh, at least they're winning close games. Missouri couldn't win a game against Auburn that they probably could have and should have won. So I just want to give credit, but I also want to say that let's pump the brakes on look out for South Carolina. You know, they're on their way to doing something special. I don't see it. Miami. It's too early to panic. Panic never helps. 45-21 loss to Duke. They turned it over eight times. Um, that's the most in a Power 5 game since 2008. Tyler Van Dyke left the game with a shoulder injury. Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. They lost to Duke by 24 points. It's a regression. It's a, um, I know, a absolute devastating type feeling for Mario Cristobal. I get it. It's his school. I think the thing that bothers me more than anything is when I watch Miami on tape, I see a team that's seemed to be half in it. Here's what Mario needs to because listen, those guys don't need to be in that program. Mario does, and Mario will. He needs to use the rest of this season to figure out who's going to play, who he wants back on this team, and who he's going to kick into the portal. That's what it really comes down to in today's football. Mario did a really good job at Oregon building a roster. And I think it took a little while, but you saw what Dan Lanning has been able to build there. Mario can recruit well. They've got some things in place with NIL. But I got to tell you, he better get the attitude and, 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 and the focus and the direction fixed. And he better clean that up and, and see who's keepers and who's not. Look, Mario's not a great game day coach. And there's some game day decisions that are always problematic at times. But he can grow and develop in there. There's no reason for them to be losing 24 to Duke. They got a lot of things to fix there. Uh, yeah, they're injured. They've got, they've got a lot of injuries over their two deep. That is more indication of they don't have enough talent. They don't have enough guys they can rely on. Um, Look, don't tell me about how they're ranked, you know, 13th in the composite rank. That don't mean flip. Those guys are not playing on the team right now. Okay? That's the issue. You got to fix the attitude. No question about it. So uh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, it's not just too about the coordinators and what have you. I think you got to take a look at that. But 
uh, this is going to be real interesting uh, to see. Uh, the ACC, again, Clemson getting it done against Syracuse. Uh, DJU was benched. Still their quarterback, they say. Sam Hartman threw for 313 yards as they rolled past BC. Louisville picked up a big win over Pitt. What a disappointing stretch for Pitt, losing to Tech, losing to Louisville. Uh, it's disappointing uh, title defense in that regard. Uh, North Carolina and Syracuse are up next, and quite frankly, I'm wondering if they can win those games. Notre Dame special teams led the way, but I got to tell you, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame, I say it all the time, a rookie coach with rookie coordinators is not a good recipe for success. They've got a long way to go there. Big 12, TCU charged back, as we mentioned. Uh, can they go unbeaten? Baylor, we thought they would respond back at home, use the running back by committee approach, um, you know, all year. But Richard Reese may be the guy they lean on more the rest of the way. Kansas, still close to getting bowl eligible. I hope they can do it. They deserve it. But their defense is very vulnerable. Uh, Texas Tech rolled Paris, West Virginia, up and down. You don't know what you get, West Virginia. Big win at home against Baylor last week. Get rolled by Texas Tech this week. Redshirt freshman Baron Morton got the start for the second straight week. This offensive um, Texas Tech is really, really good. So uh, JT Daniels threw a trio of picks in this game that really killed him. Big Ten, we talked about Sean Clifford or Penn State. Sean Clifford had a really good game, four touchdowns. It cruised past Minnesota where they're without Tanner Morgan. And that really limits their passing offense. uh, Kalamankas was 9 for 22. Got nothing there. Maryland managed without injured quarterback Talia, thanks to a standout effort from the freshman running back Roman Hemby. They were able to beat the the hapless Northwestern team. Huge disappointment in the Big Ten this year. Rutgers rallied from 14-0 the first quarter hole to beat Indiana. Big win for them. Noah Verdral got the start. Nice win there. The Big Ten West continues to eat itself alive. Purdue pretty much out of it in, in, in this game. They just never got Aiden O'Connell through a three over interceptions, as we mentioned. It's tough to throw into those tight windows. Uh, that led directly to 14 Badger points. It was not like Wisconsin was moving the football up and down the field. But when you have crucial picks that turn the football over, that was the big difference in the game. Jim Leonard's two and one. Uh, in good position. Illinois is the team to beat. Um, Purdue can still take care of business in this game, but they just don't match up well against Wisconsin. Don't know that they're going to fare much better against this Illinois defense. We'll see. A week after beating Notre Dame, Stanford had a very similar outcome, a 15-14 win over Arizona State. Uh, defense, field goal kicker with a key in those games. Oregon State, 5-2 and two overall, 42-9 victory over Colorado. They did it without Chance Nolan, their quarterback, uh, but backup Ben Gulbertson was very effective. Uh, true freshman Damian Martinez uh, starred with 178 yards, three touchdowns. Really um, nice performance. This Oregon State team is having a better year than you might think. Uh, Alabama didn't have any trouble at all with Mississippi State, even though, as I mentioned, their offensive line looks like an issue. Tennessee feasted on UT Martin. Missouri finally got an SEC win. It was against Vanderbilt. Wasn't all that impressive. The defense stepped up. Don't know about their chances, though, against uh, 
the rest of their schedule. It's going to be a challenge. In the group of five, Cincinnati nearly uh, coughed up a 17-0 lead, but held on to beat SMU 29-27. They've won 17 straight AAC games dating back to 2020. Tulane capitalized on four Memphis turnovers to win 38-28 New Orleans. It's a bad loss for Memphis and now lost three straight games by 10 or fewer points. East Carolina hosted UCF and gave the Knights a rude welcome, a 34-13 win, and really, really impressive. Buffalo is the lone unbeaten team in the MAC after a 34-27 win over Toledo. Bad loss for the Rockets, probably along with um, Notre Dame, probably the two most competitive teams that Ohio State's played this year. But they were up 27-10 midway through the third quarter, then 24 unanswered uh, points was really, really difficult there. Marshall avoided a 0-3 start in the Sun Belt play. Remember when they beat Notre Dame? Um, he got a win over James Madison. Uh, Khalil Laburn uh, continues to run foot, the football well for him. Players of the week, I'm going with Jaden Daniels with his performance at LSU against Ole Miss. Brandon Johnson in the secondary for Duke played a big role in their win. Nine tackles, two sacks, had a pick six uh, against Miami. Uh, where would I go with the Heisman? Look, it's still early. I know you're saying it's early, Chris. It's going into November. The games in November are the ones you remember. I still think right now it's Hendon Hooker, C.J. Stroud, the guy that nobody's talking about. If he has a good game against Ohio State, Blake Corum has been really consistent, really good, didn't have the big numbers against Penn State. But they've got a really good, got two outstanding backs. But I would say Hooker and Stroud are the guys that I'm looking forward to. Hey, a little midweek football. Utah, Washington State's going to be intriguing Thursday night. Um, obviously, Ohio State, Penn State's going to be an intriguing matchup. And then, obviously, uh, the Kentucky it used to be the beer barrel game. No longer that, two PC for that. Kentucky, Tennessee uh, in Knoxville is going to be interesting. Um, you know, uh, I think. Um, that's kind of the lead-in, some of the key matchups. A reminder that you can get the, the key matchups uh, broken down and all the Latin matchups broken down uh, in the world of uh, football over at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you take advantage of the football season sale we have there. Oklahoma State, Kansas State is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, Florida, Georgia, not so much, but certainly an intriguing one. I'm curious to see how things respond there. So we're going to have all the breakdowns for you over on Landry Football Podcast Network and LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check it out. We appreciate being a part of the Big Game College Football Streaming Network, where you can find America's best independent college football podcast. So check them out as well. Appreciate you joining us. Join us next time on another edition uh, of Landry Football Podcast Network, where we break down the college game, the pro game for you. Uh, each and every day. So long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. 
So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.